Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And... What's up? I'm Tinashe. Hey. Hey, I'm Brandon. Hey. Not as good. Okay, do you know what that was? I hate this. Is it the Dancing with the Stars intro video? Yeah, it's Tinashe and Brandon. Uh Um, Might as well start off with a topic that we... uh, skipped over in the calls just because we wanted to give it its own moment mm-hmm. of celebration almost mm-hmm. of excitement tinashe is like the number one star on dancing with the stars i think that's uh, incredible i mean number one is object- i don't know that she's <laughs> look at the list of stars and tell me that tinashe isn't one of the more known stars more known yes more no number one. See, you you already backpedaled on number one after ten seconds. Okay, well, number one, like she's gonna win. Like she's very like I think she's gonna, she's gonna win. win. If she doesn't also, win, if like, she doesn't win, it's corrupt. Um, boycott Dancing with the Stars. I mean, I also feel like this is also kind of a dig at Dancing with the Stars, which is who are these people? Like, are they stars? Like, we're running out of stars. Pamela of Anderson stars. is doing Dancing with the Stars in France. She literally <sighs> did it twice here and then went to France and is doing it there. So it's like. We're out of stars who want to do this shit. Also, you know? how has Mary Lou Retton not done this? <laughs> I'm, I thought Mary Lou Retton had done it like eight times. And then here she is. Maybe she's doing it again. I don't know. I'm telling you, like, they are running out of stars. We have literally two Tinashe. We have somebody from Harry Potter, two Bachelor people, that weird model with the drama member Alexis Ren. Alexis the, like, Ren, yeah, yeah. Um, Nikki Glaser, who's like a comedian. A comedian. Uh, I love that wh- Nikki Glaser's there. <laughs> Bobby Bones, who like owns a like or he country. does music He's like the country music something. DJ. Yeah. Who are any of these people? Like grocery store Joe. I'm just saying There's they're a football they're player man raping the bottom of the barrel. No offense to Nashe, but like guy they from are, Dukes of Hazard. It's like get they, out of here. It's like they got. They, we've already done. We got a facts of life here. We got a facts of life. We got a Dukes of Hazard. Isn't Nancy? There's McKeon a child facts of life. I don't. I think I have no idea. But there's a child one. There's like a former Disney star one. Um, Who's oh Danielle yeah, that's Milo. Milo. Who's Who? that? Danielle oh, she's Umstead? a Paralympian. She's a Paralympian. Oh, that's great. We always have like an athlete. Uh, they do a good job. Um, they do a good job curating. But what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is like it's just quote unquote star. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Really, they're gonna have to add an asterisk to the end of Dancing with the Stars pretty soon. It's like dancing with people who've worked on TV and and movies and maybe music. Or like. <laughs> Quote, quotes around stars. I mean, it's fine. It's great. It's fine. Tanasha is the star, and her dancing partner is this guy named Brandon Armstrong. Yeah, for, and if she doesn't win this because she's actually a very good dancer, I'll be really weirded out. Yes, for our purposes, this is the best news that we've ever heard. You know, like this is are you for the podcast. gonna watch Dancing with the Stars? I don't know. I don't think I can. I, 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 I can't do the whole show. I mean, I'll obviously watch Tanasha's segments. Yes, but I won't watch the rest of it. Also, full disclosure: you love Tanache dance videos. Love them, and I love Tanache. is an amazing dancer at the dance academy. You watch those videos all the time, just casually. I love Tanache. She's a great dancer. Let's be real. I love these choreographer dance videos and Tinashe, mm-hmm. it's her choreographer. So sometimes she's in the videos, but I mostly yeah. love like this one choreographer and I love what how they do their dance videos, which is really fun. I but just, I I think she's going to win. The only thing that worries me is I don't know how they're going to fit the fire truck into the studio. <laughs> Fuck you. How are they going to fit the fire truck in the studio? She's not going to sing Flame. She hates Flame. We already know she hates Flame. She, hates flame. she might do like a tribute. She hates Maybe flame. she'll 
do like a tribute to Tuan or something. I know that is problematic, to, mostly to us. <laughs> God. The moment she says, if she says one word about all hands on deck that's remotely negative, I quit. I'm over Tanache. Like, she's on my last nerve here, but I do no, support her fully. she likes that. She likes party favors, too. She, she likes her other song. She just hates flame. Okay. Um, we should move on. Wow, his voice, my voice really sounds like shit. I really sound like I'm, it's I've been through the ringer. Terrible. I'm no, sorry. I was fine. screaming all weekend. I should know better. My voice is my, my job, my, my business. Yeah. Let's start the show. <laughs> you will say that. Okay. Okay. Is Fan you... Bing Bing in prison? Question mark. I just wanted to bring it up because we've been on this for a while and I feel like it's we finally reached some sort of critical mass where everyone's talking about it. Yeah, um, I would like to say we had the scoop thanks to a caller who called who called us and said this is something you'd be interested in and we were. Um now it seems like everyone in the world is like where's Fan Bing Bing? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you should listen to Who Weekly. We've been looking for her for weeks. But the thing is, I mean, yeah, and everyone in China has been looking longer than us. Like let's not oh, take Of course, credit, okay. But I'm just saying American media is all of a sudden like what's up? Because yes. the problem with this is that no one in Chinese media can like do this type of journalism because it's like very dangerous for them. Mm-hmm. So we do need people outside of China to like kind of look into this. The, the important thing to note, the reason we're bringing it up now is because since everyone's talking about it, we felt compelled to talk about it. And the update is there is no update. We don't know anything. We so still don't know anything. Still no don't one know knows anything. Anything. There's a chance she could be in prison. There's a chance she could be at hiding. There's a chance she could be at um, Jackie Chan's house, even though he says like I had nothing to do with it. Like there's a chance she could be like yeah, in it's my getting creepy. Like, in my bedroom. Like Fan Bing Bing could bedroom? be. I'm just saying Fan Bing Bing could be anywhere right now and we don't know and a lot of these headlines are making it seem like she's in prison do not believe them no one knows that she's it's getting it's getting dark it's getting a little bit scary it's getting a little bit like what's going on yeah um i can't even imagine what it's like for somebody in china who's a fan of her actually and is Mm -hmm. like what's going on because it's for us we didn't we didn't really know who she was before this but it must be surreal like if your favorite star all of a sudden went missing it's now like maybe in danger you know yeah um, anyway, that's the update. Well, we have heard a lot of reaction, though, particularly from journalists who are wondering what exactly happened to her. This is Chris Buckley, who is a reporter for The New York Times based in China, and he says this, cross a red line and in an instant you can be vanished. And another journalist, this one, Chris Ullman, says, where is Fan Bingbing? Imagine the outcry of any other actor, including Hugh Drachman, disappeared. Why isn't the Hollywood outrage machine outraged about this? Moving on, Post Malone. What is happening? He's cursed? He's cursed. Yeah, he is cursed. This is like top tier TMZ reporting. It's great (laughs) work by TMZ. It is because TMZ has been reporting on Post Malone's like various near-death incidents, which I guess he was on a plane that had to make an emergency landing. Uh, He was in a car crash, but he's fine, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then somebody broke into his house and they were like, what's going on? No, it was the wrong house. They went to the wrong house. So somebody was saying he's getting like final destination and he's like escaping every time. So he's on his like, he's on his like five null destination. You know that the one was like five null. Yeah, it if really you have was not the best seen, one. Really quickly, if you have not seen Final Destination Five, five no. watch all of them again because you no, need them as a primer, don't. or at least watch the first two again. Watch one and then watch and five. Then watch five, and it will completely fuck you up. It's such I love an incredible that movie. movie. The the like, well, I guess I shouldn't. This is the say second anything. week in a row that we've talked about Final Destination Five. Wait, it's, we have. Yeah, we talked. We talked about, about it last week. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah. 
It's like one of the smartest movies because it uses its own cheapness to fool you. Like, yeah. it's un- unbelievable. Great, great underrated sequels, Five Null Destination and Scream 4. Scream 4 is iconic, brilliant. And, um, Scream 4 is perfect. Step Up, one of the Step Ups, the one where they fight the man. I didn't, um, I'm not a Step Up connoisseur. I don't know Step Up movies. But the Step Up where they, where it's about like, um, about like gentrification is really good. Anyways, okay, moving on. Why yeah, is Post Malone, uh, Post Malone is is haunted. He's yeah. haunted and he's cursed. He's tempting fate. And he's tempting fate. TMZ found out how, which is like incredible. Mm-hmm. Basically, Post Malone, there's this, okay, so there's this guy, <laughs> I've never watched this show, but it's called Ghost Adventures. His name is Zach Baggins and he's like obsessed with like spooky objects, okay? Same. He has his own, sh- he has his own show on Travel Channel. Good for him. He's a paranormal investigator. Love it, love it, love it. He also owns a museum of haunted objects in Las Vegas, a perfect place for your museum of haunted objects, <laughs> right? Where else are people going to look at haunted objects? So he Savannah. opens it in Vegas mm-hmm. and Post Malone apparently went to his museum and touched the world's most haunted object, supposedly, which is weird for me because it's like a Yiddish like cabinet. <laughs> It's called a Dybbuk box, and I, and in the box is like a kiddish cup and like a and like a little Torah. Like it's very weird that it's like such a Jewish thing. And a I don't know Torah? this. Like a like a miniature like a, Torah. No, like a um like a cedarenu. Like you don't know what that means either. Like a little book, like a prayer book. Yeah. Like a prayer book inside this box, and apparently it was the inspiration for that movie, The Possession, which I never saw, but uh-huh. looked very scary. And um. This guy just opened the glass around this uh, this thing that he owns, this haunted object, and touched it. And then he touched Post Malone. And Post Malone was like, no, I'm out of here. Like, he walked out of the room. <laughs> but there's video of it. There's video of it because TMZ like, got somehow – I think they leaked TM, – which is genius. They leaked TMZ, the, like, footage from the from the security cameras. <laughs> They're like, here's how we got – here's how we got cursed. This is the video. Okay. And you watch the move- video and you're like, well, I believe it. There he is. There he is getting cursed. I mean, it's it couldn't be any more of a clear curse. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to touch that thing. Don't no. touch that thing. No. Do you know how many like is... dead rabbis are like, don't touch this? Like, don't. <laughs> dead rabbis. Also, I really want to know the story behind this, but I couldn't. Like, I was searching and the I the story behind the world's most haunted object. Yeah. Like, what happened to it? Whatever. It not important. What's yeah, important not. is that this guy in his museum, which I obviously need to visit, owns pieces of the boat. That Natalie Wood died on. Yeah, this is the craziest, but this is like the number one part of the story. Like, okay, also, here's the thing. This guy owns all this haunted garbage, but he's not getting fucked up. He's not suffering all these things. Why not him? Like, what is keeping him immune from all of these evil spirits? I not mean, that Natalie Wood is he, evil, but, you Okay, know. maybe he gets a pass because he's the one buying it and preserving it. Like, the ghosts are kind of like, thank oh, you. This is like our museum. He's, he's, we can, like, hang them. out here. Yeah, Natalie yeah. Wood's like, thank you for preserving these boat, this boat shit so I can, like, hang out at your museum in mm-hmm. Vegas. I love Vegas. Natalie Wood. I mean, <laughs> we we know that Natalie Wood loves Vegas because it's far away from the dark water. Okay, so Natalie he Wood, owns, she's terrified of the dark water. This, we need to go to this museum. Like he owns the actual table that Robert Ragnar, who is now a person of interest, if you will, this is where he took that wine bottle and slammed it on the table, as told to me by Captain Dennis Deverne, who was on the ship on the yacht that night. <laughs> he also has candlesticks, life vests, and other equipment from the boat. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Now I'm thinking of <laughs> thinking of my favorite click hole brought to my attention by Spencer. I know he's listening. When what? <laughs> what? Touching. What? This mom always packs her son's lunch with a note reminding him about the mysterious circumstances surrounding <laughs> Natalie Wood's death. 
think you've read that on this and podcast. inside and inside the lunchbox there's this amazing photoshop that just is a post-it on a sandwich that says she was terrified of dark water have a great lunch sweetie love mom it's not funny but like what because we're happened talking about to natalie it so wood? i'm not even gonna act like you know what i know what happened to natalie wood and i don't even need to get into we it we all know we know what happened and go to this museum and she'll what? tell you good for what is his name bilbo baggins zachary baggins good for zachary bilbo. baggins for keeping this preserved. You know what? You really changed my mind on this, Lindsay. That's why I'm he's immune. You. That's why he's immune At from spirit. At first you were like, yeah. a haunted museum yeah. sounds bad. I was like, turns out it's good. <laughs> okay, Did you read the full on, quote? Please. Sorry, was I completely delusional? Did you read this full quote? This is the actual table that Robert Wagner. Yes, I read that. You just weren't paying attention. Because <laughs> I, I was busy thinking about the post-it note. Okay, <sighs> moving on. We need to move on oh to something else that's God. a little bit spiritual. Maybe a little bit different type of spirit, but maybe <laughs> a good <Deere>. spirit. <laughs> I just love this. So we, I don't think we've talked about her on the podcast or maybe we've mentioned it. So Richard, Richard Gere's, Gere's wife, Richard Gere is 69 years old. And he, as a, again, we talked about like, it's easy for these old men to just like have another baby when they want another baby. So he got, his I mean, new it wife. also helps that you're famous, but that's yeah. yes. In general. Yes. But he got also a new wife famous. who's 35. Uh, she doesn't have <laughs> any kids. So he impregnated her. Her name is Alejandra Silva. Um, she's Spanish. She's like a publicist, a businesswoman, an activist per her Wikipedia. She's famous in Spain and she's like a philanthropist. Ooh. Anyway, I just love this because Richard Gere, one of the longest lasting relationships in Hollywood, or dare I say the world, is the relationship between Richard Gere and the Dalai Lama. They've been friends for like 20 years. No one is more, no one is more free Tibet. No one is more like liberate Tibet than, than Richard, Richard Gere. Gere. I love that Richard Gere visits the Dalai Lama and Dalai Lama is like, Richard, like so good to see you again. What's up, dude? Heard about the pretty heard about the pretty woman musical. Can't wait to go. Like Dalai Lama sitting front row. <laughs> so what happened is they went to go meet up with the Dalai Lama, Richard Gere's best friend, and he blessed her, so now this baby is gonna be fine. So this baby will not be cursed by yeah. the Yiddish, whatever, Yiddish cabinet. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, her her caption, the reason we know this is because she Instagrammed it. And her caption was, just a few moments ago, getting blessings from our, for our precious to come. We couldn't announce it before telling H.H. Dalai Lama, like, blushy face. Of course, as, as you do, you can't announce your pregnancy until three months have passed. You've told your parents, and then you get the Dalai Lama's blessing. If the Dalai Lama was your BFF, you wouldn't announce without telling him. You'd be like, hey, you know, you just like text him or whatever. I don't know how the Dalai Lama communicates clearly or like if he speaks or what he says. I have no idea. I'm not sure. I just know that he's best friends with Richard Gere. That's really right. sad. The <laughs> only thing I know about the Dalai Lama is that his best friend is Richard Gere. Um, <laughs> that says a lot about you and not as much about everything else. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Outdoor Voices makes high-quality, active apparel to take you from gym life to everyday life seamlessly and fashionably. Bobby, I know you've been wearing your Outdoor Voices. What do you think? I love my Outdoor Voices shorts so much. I'm wearing them now. That's not even a lie. They're like a camel color. I love them. They're so comfortable. I don't like taking them off. I've been wearing the 7-8 or like 7-8 leggings, spring leggings. They're beautiful. They are three colors. Um, they somehow match everything. And I basically just put another pair into my um, cart as we were sitting here talking about them. So that's how. What does 7-8 mean? I have no idea. 
Outer Voices believes that harder, faster, and stronger is not necessarily always better. So they design their gear for doing things, being active, and having fun. I love those I like to have fun in these leggings. They're available for both men and women, as you now know. Outdoor Voices is a clothing brand made to sweat in. They offer free shipping and hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied, and their signature textured compression hugs, sculpts, and supports you as you hike, jog and walk their tech sweat is cool to the touch material that wicks sweat and keeps you dry during high intensity workouts and their free form is a cozy soft material perfect for stretchy activities like yoga so you literally can sweat or just sit on your butt or just podcast yeah I love that outdoor voices are also as fun for people who use their indoor voices. For 20% off your first order of $100 or more, visit OutdoorVoices.com slash who and enter who at checkout. That's 20% off your first order of $100 or more. Check out OutdoorVoices.com slash who and enter who at checkout. Do we want to talk about David Harbour, whom we don't like? Speaking of somebody who's also cursed, I love that we keep going. Is it dangerous of us to be so openly anti-David Harbour on this podcast? Or We don't talk about it every week. Do his fans come for us? Like, do his fans, are his fans militant? Are they angry? Clearly not. They didn't come for us last time. <laughs> they don't, like, seek out news about I David I didn't know Harbour. he had, like, stan armies or whatever. I didn't know that, I like, this guy was, like, was like had fans being like, officiate my wedding, David. It's my fantasy, my dream. All I want is David Harbour from Stranger Things to officiate my I wedding. I feel like maybe he doesn't. I feel like the closest thing he comes is maybe, like, a certain faction of gay Twitter is probably very like, yes, daddy. No, like, you're you the are so daddy. deluded. No, that's about it. That's deluded. I don't, I don't really know who else stands David so Harbour. So who won this challenge and actually had to go through with David Harbour officiating their wedding? That's what I want to know. Like, what was the challenge? Like, I'm so confused. Someone asked David Harbour to officiate their wedding. These random people, these lay people, Erica Milholland and Daniel Rockwood. They asked him to do this almost a year ago and they got they got married recently and he was like yeah I'll do it if you can get 125,000 retweets and they got what the and 30 they got 132,000 retweets wait I'm sorry one that David Harbour would fucking dare to even put a put a number on this service right he put a number and then for these people to actually receive this this number mm-hmm. and he if- went to their wedding and you know what? If I, think I saw this humili- tweet, I would the not The most humiliating it. thing about this, he came sh- dressed as Chief Hopper from Stranger Things. Well, it's humiliating for like us watching, but they probably honestly, it's loved humiliating it. for everyone involved. <laughs> Why him? This part kills me. This is my favorite part of E's reporting. While Milholland is a big fan of Stranger Things, this is the bride. She told the Chicago Tribune in January that her then-fiancé has, quote, never actually sat and watched the show. Oh, so she these, made this, this decision couple even though he banned this couple. Nothing to the to the husband. There's nothing more David Harbour than the couple that wants David Harbour is like also as bad as David Harbour. Like this is like just a bad. I mean, there's nothing more David Harbour than only 50% of people know who David Harbour is. <laughs> I mean, you know? I'm... Not everyone in the room knows who he is. That's He's David like, Harbour. I've never seen the show. Meanwhile, the guy's officiating his fucking wedding. Just some random guy in like a cop suit. Could have been a stripper. Imagine, Honestly, it would have been easier the... to get a stripper in a cop suit. The... The friend, like any, do you think there was anyone in their wedding that was like, why didn't they ask me? Can you believe they asked fucking David Harbour? Yeah, it's like, oh, I've known this, I've known this couple for forty years. Meanwhile, David Harbour up here, they don't even know this idiot yeah. from a not from a show that no, and no one's ever heard of him. He's officiating the wedding. 
I just I would love to be in the room with like the wedding party after David Harbour left because I would love to hear them complaining about what happened. Let's move on to another quick wedding. This is crazy to me. So Denise Richards got married, wore a romper. The internet blew up, and she was like, "I wore a romper. I didn't think the internet would be mad." Tee hee tee hee 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 hee. But then of course the internet was like, "How dare she wear a romper?" She married this guy, Aaron Feitler. We talked about him. him. We We talked talked about him. him. It's very clear. I was talking to, I mentioned Kate all the time, but I was talking to my friend Kate about this. And she was like, it's so funny that she so clearly did this for Real Housewives, which has, there's never been anything more obvious that she got married for the show. Yeah, she signed a four-year, four million deal for Housewives. She will be on Housewives for four years. She needed this money. She got this money. And now she is programming her life to fill these requirements, which includes getting married in 48, with 48 hours notice, which you can tell. They put a picture of the wedding and, oh boy. (laughs) That's a, that's a quick job. That's a quick job. That's a quick job. It's a quick job. It's a quick job, but it's also like. It's the sort of it's the sort of rush job that comes with money too. Like it's not like a cheap rush job. It's still an expensive rush job, but it's still a rush job. That mm-hmm. infinity symbol, that like pinata infinity symbol, that's really embarrassing. And what is it like paper mache? Mm. Very embarrassing. So they got married on September eighth, and they tried to explain it all the way. What I love is whenever a celebrity clearly does something for like the publicity or for like contractual reasons, and they have to pretend that they did it for very earnest personal reasons. And so her thing is, no, 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 no. We got married on September 8th because 8 means something to us. 8 means infinity, which is Did forever. you see the like, infinity sign that they made out of like God knows what? It's yeah. really embarrassing. Yeah, it's it the is. most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. It and is. So it's like, yeah, okay. But that doesn't explain why you did it on this 8th and not maybe an 8th in a year. And of course, of course, I'm sorry, like the kings and queens at Us Weekly um, do this great little aside where they say, you know, Charlie Sheen, I guess, wished Denise Richards happiness as she got Mm -hmm. for her wedding. And and they wrote, Sheen's well wishes come a month after he claimed he can no longer afford his child support payments to the Wild Things Coast, to the Wild Things star and his third wife, Brooke Mueller. So he can't pay anyone child support. So all of a sudden, you know. This is sort of quietly probably the reason that she's doing any of this because she got she was getting a certain amount of money for a really long time and now charlie has stopped paying her that amount we don't really know what charlie pays her anymore if at all but he's saying he can no longer support her in the way that she had grown accustomed you know so she got her job she got that job to go back to work and fortunately people like denise Richards, so it's like yeah, come down Beverly Hills. They do. I do think she's going to be good on, good on the show, and I look forward to seeing this wedding uh, unfold in 48 hours uh, on the show. So I'm actually not even mad about it. Well, what what I'm intrigued by and almost makes me want to rewatch or not rewatch, start watching the show is don't rewatch the relationship between Denise and Lisa. Like, what's that going to be like? It's I be can't great. imagine. It's going to be great. I can't imagine they'll get along. Yeah, because Lisa has been kind of standing alone as like the almost more the She's most like, famous the famous like the famous uh, yeah. And now now yeah. we have like a new more famous arguably woman in town. Anyways, can't uh, wait. We yeah. still have more wedding stuff to talk about. Boy. Uh, we, do we have to talk about them? They're so boring. I mean, they are, but and it's they're interesting. Both, they're both them's, I guess. My are two they friends, married or not? My two friends got married at the courthouse on the same day as them. They didn't see them. Really? Though. Yeah, it was weird, right? So are they married or not? They're not. They are married. The funny part about this, so Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin went to the court the courthouse, obviously in public. People saw them. They said, oh, they they got married. They got a wedding, um, a marriage license, which is what mm-hmm. you do at the courthouse. And then mm-hmm. she tweeted, we're not married. And then everyone was like, oh, they're not married. But okay. then it turns out like someone looked it up, I think, and they are married. Right, she record, was yeah. saying, basically, she was like, we haven't gotten married because it's like a priest hasn't like blessed this union, essentially, is what I think. I see. Yeah. So she said um, they got legally married, but she believes marriage between God is the real thing. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Like by the power invested in me by 
the state of New York and Jesus. Right. So basically they got legally married. I think he wants to be a citizen. I think that's part of this process. I think that's what, I don't know why all of a sudden is like now the time to get citizenship, whatever. Go back to Canada, honestly. And then. She should become a Canadian citizen. Get out of here. So it's confusing, but they are married legally, but they will still have a wedding. So if you really care about Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin, you're right. They're so fucking boring. So I love I love Hilaria pretending like she knows anything about these two. Like she's ever Hilaria met Baldwin. them. Like ever. I understand the impulse to ask Hilaria Baldwin because guess who's always around Hilaria, Hilaria Baldwin. Baldwin. But but she just said they're definitely meant to be, which is just a perfect like I'm the aunt who never sees these people. Definitely statement. meant to be. I know she's they're like she's literally like in some really complicated yoga pose. Her like phone rings. She like unfolds herself. She's like hello. Yeah. They're definitely meant to be. Hangs up. Like <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, tell me about Jeremy Renner. Um, love Jeremy Renner, like in general, obsessed with him all the time. Um, do you still get his app? Does I he, still does he update I, his app. I deleted the app because the push notifications were out of control. But every time he posted on his app, he has like his own private Instagram app for his friends, like his lunatic friends, his fans, his friends, <laughs> his fans. Anyways, thank God he's releasing music um, because <laughs> he wasn't. So now it's great that he is, and he posted. Um, a little bit from the music and oh boy uh, this thing is going number one you can play it right here I'll just let you play it he collaborated with some guy named Sam Feld Feld Feld. I think he's like an EDM DJ type guy and the song is called Heaven Don't Have a Name (laughs) I mean as far as I'm concerned it does and that name is Jeremy Renner excited for him to have a music career he's always been kind of a weird interesting yes since Hurt Locker like them me name recognition because suddenly after he made that movie he was cast in everything yes and he sort of has this clout but he's always been kind of weird he's never really been like a hunky leading man type person he's just sort of been no, a he's prestigious like, he's, character actor. and he's got like a weird personality thing which is why I love that he's doing music he feels very like feels like a weirdo to me and I like it. This is why I love I love this music because I've been wanting him to be more fun for a long time but he never quite get he never quite gets there, you know? Like he's almost fun. And it's like he this should be more fun. Like the app was kind of funny but it wasn't super funny and it was just like too intense. This seems like he's about to go full fun, you know? Like he's, I'm a no, lunatic. he's going full fun. I love it. Modern Family creator warns that a significant character will die this season. Modern Farm, Modern Farmer, Modern Family, um, jumping the shark by killing off one of its main characters. Um, I'm not surprised because the show has been on for what forty five thousand seasons, so mm-hmm. it's time to go. Someone has to go. Who wants out? Who do we think wants out? Ariel? No, I, I kind of think, think Ariel wants out. wants out. I don't think she. Do you think that? Do you think this is more somebody who wants out or somebody's just being taken out to keep the show like fun? If it were like a firing situation, like they wanted someone out, we would know about it. That's because they'd be a bad behavior. That's yeah. what's interesting about Modern Family is it's been on for a very long time, and there's no ever there's never been any kind of like reports of someone being badly behaved. Yeah. Like, no one's obnoxious. They all kind of, like, somewhat like each other. So many of the stars are, like, legacy, like, pros who've yeah. been well, in so Well, what do you think about before. your nemesis? Do you think he'll survive? I don't... <laughs> I I think they would... What? I don't think he'd ever choose. I think he would have to have that show taken from his cold, dead hands, honestly. Okay. No, I, I don't think, think it's, it's going to be one of the children. <laughs> 
Or will they kill the, they kill, um, what's his face? The the patriarch. Oh, Ed O'Neill. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. He's he old. might be like, fuck this. I'm sick of this. Yeah. He's oldest. He's the oldest. Maybe. Let's, let's make our, let's make our prediction now. You say Ed O'Neill. Sure, I say I'll Ariel say Winter. Fine. I do, Ariel let's Winter. That would be, that Just would I'm be... trying to have fun. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Sarah Highland. I that think would be Ariel petty Winter as hell. Is, Ariel Winter seems like the type who'd be willing to make a statement. I mean, either way, finally a reason to watch Modern Family, am I right? That yeah. th- This, this show has gotten episode. very stale. Okay, great. Um, let's move on to this shit show. Speaking of TV and people who are problems, um, this just happened last night. So the Emmys are tonight. I don't know if we want to talk about them at all. I mean, we like they haven't happened yet. Maybe they, we'll talk about them on Thursday. It's not even worth talking about them because tomorrow they're all all be How about news. if you guys have questions about Emmy stuff, just call us tonight. We'll talk about it on, on Friday or whatever. But yeah. I don't even think that there's anything, just like TV shows you've never heard of and some actors that might be new to you. Like, but like Elizabeth it's not Moss is going to win a hundred times again. Okay, cool. I know it's boring. What ended up, boring. what was interesting was last night. So now they're having all these parties every on the lead up to the Emmys and also like the night of and a few nights after. I think they have all the different studios and networks have all these parties to celebrate. You know the celebrities who are hopefully winning Emmys for them. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess last night at uh, some party, what was the party? Just, Which one? I, I have no idea. I think it was like the big one because it was the was the pre-party. What? It was specifically day before. Oh, it was yeah. Emmy's Because everyone was there. Emmy's branded party. Everyone was there. Yeah. Okay. So every, everyone was there. Wait till <laughs> we name some of the people that were involved in this. You'll be like, everyone was not there. Okay. So apparently Tom Arnold got in a fight with Mark Burnett. Tom Arnold, Mark. you know who that is. Um, he yes. is hosting this show that's coming out on Viceland. Called uh, the Trump Tapes. Yeah. So he, he's kind of deep. Tonight or tomorrow? He's deep on the, I think, so yeah, which is interesting because this is also a little bit publicity tint. Like it could mm-hmm. also just be for Absolutely. publicity. I didn't Absolutely. even think about that. But yeah. basically he's like very deep into kind of anti-Trump uh like research to try and find these tapes. He really mm-hmm. believes these tapes are out there. I kind of believe well, the tapes are out there. Well, I think he says, but. I think he, I think his claim is that he's heard them. Really? Um, oh, because he was friends least, with Trump. Or, or at least that he knows people who claim that they've heard them. And he knows yeah. people who claim that they literally have them in their possession. And right. the tapes are, for those of you who haven't been catching up, God, I don't even like talking about this. I know. There are tapes that Trump has said the N-word like while he was filming The Apprentice and There's also other slurs, oh. other just offensive language. So Mark Burnett, the producer of The Apprentice, the creator of The Apprentice, um, has been one of his targets for a long time because Tom has been talking about this for months. He's like, I'm going to get the tapes. I'm going to find the tapes. I'm going to do it. And it's like, he's a lunatic. So you sort of believe him because it's like, this guy is crazy. So he'll go to all lengths. I mean, also it's like, right. Like the crate, the tape thing is so crazy that you need a crazy person to like continue down the journey of like maybe getting these tapes. So he was at this party and then he saw Mark Burnett. They had an altercation. So why, but you have to explain why Mark Burnett, Mark Burnett is the producer of the apprentice. And like every other reality show. He's like the father of modern reality TV as we know it. But like he's created... the one who would be protecting these tapes. And yes. what everyone thinks is that he is part of this. So Yeah, because like... he's also kind of like a outspoken-ish, if not Trump supporter specifically, like an outspoken, like conservative, traditional family values sort of, of guy. Of and course. he's married to Roma Downey, who oh is God. touched by an angel, who is sort of a similar, like Iconic Christian woman. celebrity. Yes. It's true. So it, oh, it, it becomes downy. this thing where it's like you're just like 
you're conservative. Like you don't, you just support him secretly. This is why you don't want to let it out. And he's like, no, I don't want to let it out because I literally don't have the tapes. They're owned by MGM. I don't have access to them, even if they did exist. So they got into a fight at this party that ended with Roma Downey getting a bruise on her hand. And then, and apparently I, Jeff Probst tried to break it up. It was like a true like who's who of like TV. Uh, he <laughs> like his pink shirt was ripped off or something. And then Patton Oswalt congratulated him. Kevin Bacon was there. So Tom Arnold was like, Kevin Bacon was there. T- Kevin Bacon witnessed it. Like, just ask Kevin Bacon. And I feel like Kevin Bacon's going to be like, leave me out of this. Guess who else was there? My favorite person who was there. Who was there? Allison Hannigan. <laughs> she, was, she was watching from the side. How I Met she Your Mother is Allison Hannigan, who was there because How I Met Your Mother was on CBS. I think it might have been a CBS thing. Oh, okay. That makes Whatever. sense. Whatever. But Allison Hannigan tweets something like, wow, crazy. Has no idea what's going on. Just tweets, wow, just like walked into a fight between Tom Arnold and Mark Burnett. Crazy. This is why I don't leave the house. And then she <laughs> then she responded to herself with, Jeff Probst tried to break it up. <laughs> Me when I see celebrities fighting. Also, but you, I'm glad you put this in. This is the actual best part of this. Yeah, this is amazing. Tom Arnold tweeted, Mark Burnett doesn't seem too thrilled about my new TV show, The Hunt for the Trump Tape, starts Tuesday, 10.30 p.m. on Viceland. And we do a Mark Burnett Apprentice episode the first night. Yes, Roma, as in Downey, saving my country is worth it. Brutal bruise. Should have gone to the doctor last week when you heard it. Oh, that's another thing they're accusing oh, she posted her of a picture lying, of a bruise. That it's an old bruise, that it wasn't from that night. Also, Roma never says who gave her the bruise. She just said that the bruise happened because of the fight. Anyway, Nancy Sinatra replies to Tom Arnold with this iconic response. Seriously, who is Mark Burnett? Sorry to be stupid, but I don't know, and I'm too tired to Google. Oh my god, that's so like relatable. Like I can relate to that. He didn't. He didn't respond to this, but someone else did. You have to find it. But like someone responded to Nancy Sinatra, just some random follower, and yeah. was like, "Oh, Mark Burnett is like the producer of this, and he created The Apprentice." And Nancy just goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Nancy doesn't care who fucking Mark yeah. Burnett is. Anyways. Tom Arnold got some free promo for his Viceland show. I gotta say, there's nothing more on brand for a Viceland show than like having a fight that like promotes your show. So that's something. I'm too tired to Google. Now I'm just laughing at like, these boots are made for walking and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you, but not tonight because I'm too tired. What on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? She's up to a couple really, really major things this week. Yeah, she is. Let's let's talk about it. Okay, so the first is just a photo of her with Kate Moss. As you oh. remember, she like signed to Kate Moss's modeling agency yes. or whatever. They're like out together in black. Like this is All Rita's black. like biggest dream. I love it. They like look amazing together. Blah blah blah. Who cares? I mean, it, yeah. Rita That's cares. Big. She's but, like, out with Kate I don't Moss. Care. Just yeah. like proving her relevancy to everyone. You know, but it's just great that it's like a truly British like icon that, that oh, yeah. Rita is obsessed with. I like it. Like it's just mm-hmm. very, it, it's very like British's Rita's Britishness like is really coming out in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. Also huge news. Oh. <coughs> huge. 
He, you announce it. Rita Ora announced the title of her next single. Oh, thank fucking God. This is oh more exciting God. than Honey. Um, I love this, <laughs> this shady language in this story. The, this, the song is called Let You Love Me. Um, it's great. She says it's going to be out at the end of this month, which is very cool. But I love this line. Let You Love Me is taken from Rita's upcoming second album, which she reiterated in the interview as being released in November. I mean, like she, she has to reiterate. No she has to reiterate it every day. I'm. I mean, I need a personal phone call every day reminding me. I'm having when to this move. Album is it's up. on my. The album release date is on my calendar, and I keep having to move it forward a month. <laughs> it so is not on your calendar. We'll, we'll see. Okay. It just says Rita album coming, just like the month of whatever, and I move it over. And I move it's it the over full month, like it it's over. an it's an event that yeah. just spans the All whole month. month. Okay. All month long. Great. Um, this is really great. I love when you sent me this. I laughed out loud. <laughs> this headline. Rita Ora unleashes killer curves as she retires trousers. I love this. This is one of my favorites for a long time. I've read, I've read every Rita headline in the book, so I'm not even like moved by a lot of this stuff anymore. But uh-huh. this um, headline, which I believe is from the Sun or the Mirror, oh my god, I can't. It believe looks I'm like not Mirror. Even. I think it was the Mirror. Is this article about how Rita Ora like didn't wear pants or something? Mm-hmm. Like she wore like underwear and like a thing, <laughs> but just her legs were bare or whatever, which is fine. And the headline is Rita Ora unleashes killer curves as she retires trousers. So Rita Ora officially retired, retired trousers. Trousers. <laughs> no, trousers are over. Pants are over. <laughs> They're retired. They're out to vacation. They've moved to Hawaii. They're opening up shops. Yeah, they're they're the selling cake. puka ne- necklaces. They are enjoying their lives. No more trousers. Mm-hmm. Happy the hour at five every day. I love it. I so love she, it. if you're wondering why she wasn't wearing pants, uh, she ditched her trousers, instead rocking an oversized white shirt as a dress. Oh, she's so, so inventive. She wore a dress. She's so inventive. I love her so much. Can't wait for her new single. She told Direct TV. I don't know why she's giving all these exclusive quotes to like Direct TV, but she told them, I think my fans can expect tears, blood. Isn't it blood then blood. tears? It's fine. Tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. She yeah. also didn't include sweat. God. Okay, no, she's she said like tears, blood, sex, rock and roll, <laughs> and the fulfillment of it finally happening. November is when I'm putting it out because it's my birthday month. <laughs> First of all, this quote, con- it combines everything I love, the misuse of a cliche, and saying something's important because it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my number one favorite trait is when people are really into their birthdays. Lo- loving your birthday. and like, birthday oh, week my is God. the funniest thing in the whole Birthday world. month, half birthday. The culture of loving your birthday too much is out of control and amazing. I mean, I get it as a form of self-care. Like, may as well just <laughs> use it to celebrate yourself. Be happy. No, I love it. But I'm just saying it's like one thing to love your birthday. Another thing to have a party. Another thing to say my birthday week. Another thing to say my birthday month. Another thing to say my half birthday. Okay. Well, she hasn't done that yet, but my birthday month is outrageous. <laughs> my birthday month is outrageous. If this album gets delayed, she can't even say this anymore. And all this stuff is like, it's this is a bad look. Like, Rita, like, look at your track record. Don't say like these definitive things. Whatever. I'm expecting I'm, tears, I'm, blood, sex, rock and roll. Okay. I've never the blood part is 
the blood part and rock and roll, both of those things, two out of four make no sense well, you're for supposed me to say personally sex, as a Rita or a fan. You're supposed to say blood, sex, and tears, right? That oh, is the blood, order. Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat. Sex is not, <laughs> sex is not a part of that triplet, Lindsay. So sex say, is not a part of that so triplet. So you say blood, sweat, and tears, and it makes sense because it's like the three of them together and it's not gross. But when you say tears, blood, sex, and rock yeah. and roll, you're like, ew, it's like all the fluids plus <laughs> rock and roll. Yeah, it sounds like you're expecting like an Eli Roth movie. It's I love her upsetting. so much. She's she couldn't be better. Like tears, blood, and sex, and rock and roll. <laughs> like okay, Rita. I mean, when people when people retire, they get a little loopy, you know. No, she didn't retire. Her dance retired. <laughs> you fucking idiot! God, I would love. I would love. For she, her to auction off the pants. How much would you pay Max for a pair of Rita Ora's retired pants? Uh, uh, at Max. least a, at least $150 I would yeah. pay for a pair of pants. If they were like deemed retired, if they like came with a certificate, it's like these pants oh are like out to lunch. They are done with the nine to five experience. They are collecting these their 401k. Are, yeah, they are parrot heads. <laughs> these pants... <laughs> Okay. I would love to frame a pair of Rita Ora's retired trousers. Okay. I'm going to retire us right now, like the trousers. <laughs> We're done. Please call in with um, Emmy's questions tonight after the show, because God knows there will be plenty of who's there doing very who-y things. Mm-hmm. Um, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Cadence13, our brand new podcast provider. Um, we left HeadGum. They are wonderful, but we've moved to Cadence. They're also wonderful. So shout out to them. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Hey. 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 Hey.